Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. Hey, what is up everybody? Got another great session for you today. It is all about CMAs today, comparative market analyses, which we've determined is the plural of analysis. But we're going to talk about how to run them correctly and why they're so important right now and how you should be presenting them to your sellers and your buyers. Because guys, if you're not doing these for your buyers as well, you're missing the boat. We're also going to talk at the very end. So stick around, talk about how to use the CMA as a marketing tool, how to use a CMA to get more business. So that's the teaser. That's what we have lined up for you today. I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Uh, we run a team of agents, about 40 of us, ranging from Cleveland all the way down to Columbus. And if you are interested in our team, please drop me a message or you can hit me up at mike at 21mike.com or go to the website, 21mike.com, and you can schedule an appointment with me there. Uh, we do these weekly trainings, so important, especially now for agents to be honing their skills. Tony and I, Tony Geraci, broker owner of Star, do these trainings every week for agents. You can watch them here live on our Zoom meeting. You can go to uh, my YouTube channel the next day. You can listen to them on the podcast. Uh, the uh, It's free beer in real estate. So um, anyway, these trainings are all circled around helping agents do more and better business. Uh, Tony's focus is solely on agent development. Uh, Tony hasn't really sold in years. One of the many things I love about being at Homestar uh, we're not competing with Tony, so to speak. Uh, his whole job is to help us solve problems, do more business, and grow our business. So uh, best way to reach Tony, text 216-374-1269. Thanks again for joining us, Tony. You're so great. Uh, I'm so grateful that you do this with us every week. No, I love doing it. And I'm just getting over a cold. So I apologize for my voice. I'm, yeah, you sound uh, a little funky today. Yeah, I lost it yesterday, talked all day, and now I'm getting it back a little bit. So gotcha. I'm probably by two. <laughs> well, save it for some really great points. I know that you always have something to add. I've got an agenda planned for today. We only have 20 minutes to do these. As you know, uh, these we cram a lot into 20 minutes. If you want to hear more, uh, I do have, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put this link again. This video I'm posting, if you can see it, is actually how to run the comps, okay? We're not going to get into that today. We're going to talk high level, why comparative market analyses are so important, how to run them, not the how to click on the MLS to do it, but how to do them, the correct data to search, and then how to present them. And lastly, we're going to talk about how these can be used as a marketing tool, how CMAs can be used to get you more business. So I'm going to open up, Tony, by talking about how or why, rather, CMAs are so important right now. The market we've just left, you could price something anywhere. If you priced it too low, it didn't matter. There'd be competition and it would be bid up over list price. You could price too high and buyers were so de desperate for houses that you'd still get multiple offers and the market would dictate the, the value, the price, the sale price. So, so our accuracy in determining value of listings wasn't really all that important. Okay, basically someone wanted to sell their house, we put it in the MLS, maybe wave a little magic wand over it of some marketing and the thing would sell. For buyers, it was the same thing. 
value is kind of out the window. You know, you might say, well, I think that value is uh, 350,000, but guess what? The house sells for 380. So for buyers, it was almost more about how much do I want this house? How much over list price and, and quote value am I willing to go? Again, market has shifted. It's so important for us to be able to help buyers and sellers understand value more so than it was the last two, two and a half years. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody as to why this is so important. Um, with uh, sellers, of course, it's about pricing correctly. And guys, I'm going to start off with buyers, though. You're probably saying, Mike, I, I did almost never run CMAs for buyers. And my first question is going to be, why not? How many of you guys raise your hands? I know I can't see you, but raise your hands. If you've ever had a buyer say to you, how much should I offer on this house? And how do you answer that question? So I'm going to challenge you guys a little bit today because I know a lot of you are probably going, well, you know, I say, well, you know, some houses have sold in the neighborhood, but really you have to come up with that number. I would push back a little bit, guys, and say part of the value that we provide is that we should be able to analyze a market. We should be experts enough in a market to be able to help buyers understand the ranges of value. And then, of course, they have to add their own personal feelings to it as to how much they want to offer. But those of you who aren't adding some value to that conversation, I think you're missing the boat. Wouldn't you agree, Tony? I think too many agents defer too much. They're afraid to say the wrong thing. So when someone says, Tony, how much should I offer on this house? What do you think? What do you hear? No, oh, definitely. We're going back to that kind of market where uh, there you have to show some comps. You have to show some thought. Uh, to your buyers to show where where you're coming up with the value, so you know that they're you're doing your job for them. Your job as a buyer's agent to get them the best deal you can, and the listing agents to get the highest price and the best uh, value for the seller. And there's going to be a within reason uh, when the market flips uh, and it's more of a buyer's market. You know, we we me and you both know there's times where agents uh, and buyers come into an offer and they're just lowball offers. You know, we haven't seen many lowball offers in the last couple of years, but it's coming back. But you have to show your buyers where you feel the value of the house is compared to what they're they're asking for to show that you have value there's a reason you're not just a um uh a offer taker you know it's like whatever the buyer says we're going to throw in and you're just the guy writing or a girl writing up the offer you got to show value of why you're doing it and what and and explain that to the listing agent and the sellers where you're coming up with these numbers yeah, I'm going to make an analogy, and I know some of you are going to hate this, but uh, I love restaurant analogies because it's something we all experience, we all understand. So have you ever gone to a restaurant? Uh, my mother does this to this day. She says, well, what's good? And of course, the stock answer is, well, everything's good. But if I ask, you know, hey, I'm looking to get the fish dish, which, of course, I don't eat fish, you know, don't eat any meat. So that's not a good example. But I might say uh, I'm looking for like, what's the best fish on the menu or what what are other people saying about these these dishes? I want my waiter or waitress to give me some feedback. I don't want them to say, well, I don't know. What do you like? Or everything's good. That's not helpful. OK, so I want some feedback. I want some help in making a decision. And that's what your buyers are asking you for. So when I run, and by the way, Lisa threw out another term, I have not heard this LMA, live market analysis, because it is really important to take time into consideration. So even three months ago, she's saying the market has changed. Now, I think we're heading into more of a steady market where 
uh, you know, things aren't going to change as with, with as much volatility. Uh, but certainly we have to take in mind the sales from six months ago might be inflated due to that crazy competition that we had. So, so really take time into consideration. And Lisa, that's a good segue to what we have coming up here. I've got some criteria, some thoughts that you need to be using. But getting back to presenting this to a buyer, it's not enough to just throw a bunch of data in a pile and throw it at them. That's me being your waiter, giving you the menu and saying, here's everything we have. What do you want? I need to be able to help you decipher it a little bit. I might say, well, do you eat meat? What kind of meat do you like? Do you like pasta? Do you like salads? And guide you to the right sections of the menu. In the same way, we compile this data, whittle it down to the best data. Like if I'm buying in Solon, I don't want every sale in Solon or, or orange and pepper pike, you know, it, all of those, because they're not all comparable, right? So we have to whittle that data down and then maybe even by neighborhood. And then we give our clients the data and analyze it. So say, here's the range of values in this neighborhood for this style home, in this radius, in this city, in this county, whatever it is, to help them understand high end, low end, and how much do you really want that house, that might be where you want to place your pin. So it's almost like pin the tail on the donkey. Here's the donkey. How bad do you want it? So that's that's my analogy on how to present a CMA to a buyer. And anything to add there, Tony? Because I want to shift gears and talk about sellers and how to, these things can help you get business. No, that's perfect. I, good. I, I feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I like that presentation. And, and I think that as agents, we need to give, give more to our buyers, not just, oh, well, whatever you think, you know, here's some data. So with these analyses, remember you're coming, it's like a mini appraisal and you're coming from a standpoint of, and remember these words, all things being equal. And I'll explain in a second. So when you're trying to figure out similar sales, comparables, comps, as we call it, by the way, guys, careful of using lingo with your clients. They don't understand our lingo. They don't understand what comps mean necessarily. What com computers? It's like the military. I was making the example. They have these things called MREs. You ever hear of an MRE, Tony? That's their, <laughs> that's their little packaged meals, meal ready to eat. Well, if you told Tony, hey, I'm going to go get an MRE from the whatever they call the, where they get their food, uh, the mess hall, you know, Tony wouldn't know what you're talking about. So remember, ditch the lingo, explain what you're talking about. But when you're running these, remember, it's an all things being equal scenario. So the best comparable sale would be if that actual house sold a week ago, it would be the best comp for itself. But obviously that's not usually the case. So what would be the next best thing? The house next door, a house on the street, a house in the same neighborhood. And then if the house were identical, you've got the perfect comp, but that's never the case. So you assume all things being equal, these houses would be exactly the same, but then you identify the differences and that's how you come up with your, with your CMA. So this is kind of high level, how to structure a CMA. So when you give these to your clients, you have to explain all that. Okay. You have to explain that you've done the homework that if you're in a certain neighborhood and there's a whole bunch of recent sales and let's say they're all ranches and you could say, look, in this neighborhood, 10 ranches sold in the last six months, here's all 10, but here's the best five, best being similar in size, uh, update, how, how updated it is, number of bathrooms, the view, the yard size, all those different variables, but then explain how you compare them. Okay, because 
your your sellers are going to look at it and say, yeah, but Mike, one, two, three Main Street didn't have the big rec room and my yard is way nicer. If you don't explain it to them, they're going to explain it to you and tell you why you're wrong. So that was kind of the quick overview. I'm going to get into detail here in a second. Tony, big picture, anything to add on, on sellers and CMAs? No, exactly what you said. The last part was that you don't want the, the your buyer or seller to give you information that you don't already know that's going to show that you're not an expert in that area. If they go, oh, that my neighbor sold his house down the street. So you also, some agents forget to check county records on realists, not just the MLS. 95% of houses can be on the MLS, but there might've been a sale. So you got to check all avenues um, of what's for sale. So, you know, unfortunately, the stuff on the M that's not on the MLS, you don't get to see pictures and descriptions and things, but at least you'll know, you know, uh, a price or per square foot or bedroom, bathroom comparables. For sure. And I completely forgot to mention uh, for sale by owners, Tony. So thanks for that. Check uh, multiple data sources, not just the MLS. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. Um, so let me get into a couple of the key points here. Uh, so we talked about the, the the neighborhood and the category I call this is geography and distance. So a lot of agents will say, well, Mike, it's simple. You just do within a mile. That doesn't always work, though. What if you're out in a rural area where there's no sales in a mile? So a lot of times you have to adjust these criteria. There is no one set formula for how to run comps to how to collect the data in this comparative market analysis. So you have to use your head when it comes to geography and data. If there's a lot of sales in a certain city, great, start narrowing it down as best you can to a neighborhood, to a street even. If you got three sales on the street, why not use all of those? Now, there's a difference between a recent sale and a comparable sale. I've argued with appraisers before. Uh, we had a really nice sale in Hudson, beautifully updated like a new house and the appraiser used a sale that was about a half mile away the backyard was the freeway ours was on a cul-de-sac that house needed a complete renovation a complete cosmetic renovation ours was totally updated so i argued with them about this and i said that's not the best comp available and they wouldn't change it that's a side note to that story but for us as agents, we know that that sale was not a good comp in helping that seller understand value. So again, being able to explain that to someone, what if the roles were reversed and you're selling the house with the backyard being the freeway, not updated, you have to be able to tell a seller, look, the reason that house sold for 450 and your house is only worth 350 is because all of these factors. You have to be able to explain that. That's the part about the presentation of the CMA that's so important. Uh, Take a breath. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, I just wanted to get into because over the last uh, couple of years with the way the market's been and uh, paying over asking price, there's a big discrepancy sometimes between market price and appraised value. It could be totally different. It's, it's market value to me. My my interpretation is what a buyer is willing to pay for a house. That's market value. Uh, but like in what you, Mike, what you just said, appraised value being a, uh, on a lot, 
backing up to the freeway and the cul-de-sac has no appraised value, it doesn't change. That's market value. Of course, someone want, I would think more people would want to be on a cul-de-sac than on, on that. Or, you know, people that have five acres or someone has two acres and someone has five acres. Someone goes, well, I have a bigger lot. Well, that market value, but appraised value, it's going to be nothing. Or my deck is, you know, 3,000 square feet uh, and they have a 500 square foot deck market value, bigger deck, but not uh, appraised value is not going to give you that much more value to that, if that makes sense. That's right. And, and pools, and hot tubs, mm -hmm. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Yep. So let's talk about some more of these factors, Tony, because these are things that your sellers are going to push back. So while I have five acres, they only had three and land out here is worth 80,000 an acre. So I have two more acres. My house is worth $160,000 more, right? No. And you have to be able to explain why not. Okay. The additional land is not going to be worth $80,000 an acre to a buyer. In fact, some buyers may actually want less land. They want less to take care of. So again, this is an all things being equal scenario. And what, how do you adjust for these different factors? MLS areas are being taken away, okay? And for good reason. There's, I, I don't want to get into that on this video, but we have to figure out other ways to search when we're doing these comps. So we're going to be searching by cities, by school districts. Use your map search and the layers. The MLS, our local MLS put a great video out on how to use the layers on a map search. Look that up. Um, you want to consider style when possible, now, don't get, don't get so hung up on style that you say, well, I'm only looking at Cape Cods and bungalows. What about a colonial? It's still a good comp sometimes if there's not enough data available. But whenever possible, ranches are completely different, right? Their, their price per foot tends to be higher. So try to, be, try to use as similar data as possible, but you guys have to expand and contract the criteria based on how many uh, sales are available to you. Number of bedrooms. I know a lot of agents say, well, it's a three bedroom. I can only compare to other three bedrooms. Sure, that's preferable. You want to make things as equal as possible. But if there's a three bedroom and a four bedroom on the same street, that still may be a better comparable sale than something with a different number of bedrooms a mile away. So these are all factors you have to take into account, but there is no right or wrong way to do it. That's the thing. Some agents will push back and say, well, you know, I can't include colonials because I have a ranch for sale. Well, guess what? If there's no other sales or few other sales, you may have to take a colonial and compare it to a ranch and adjust for it. You know, we know that ranches sell for more. So all things being equal, they would be equal, but this is a ranch. So it's more. Hopefully that makes sense. This is kind of the theory of running the CMA. Again, I dropped my video on how to run the search for the comps, uh, did a whole separate video on that. And you guys can check that out. Last thing, and then Tony, I want to come back to you, and then I'll talk about how to use the CMA as a marketing tool. The other thing to consider, Tony, you alluded to this, are those unique characteristics, the land. What about if you have a five-car garage versus a two-car garage? You know, how much value does that add? In a lot of cases, that like double the land or a four- or five-car garage doesn't necessarily add the proportionate value that you might think. What about the view? Do they have a view of the water? You know, are they on a lakefront, on a river? These are all unique characteristics that are really hard to account for. So the more variables you have like this, the harder it is, the bigger your range. If you're in a neighborhood like mine where the homes are all very similar, your range should be narrower. Hopefully that makes sense. Tony, anything to add? 
No, exactly that. You just never know. Like if you're in a neighborhood, like you said, you're in where, you know, you have four bedrooms, two and a half or three and a half baths, baths and a certain range of square feet between 2,500 and 4,000 square feet. And, and everything's built around within a, a five-year period. Um, it, th those are easier, well, so to say. But yeah, it gets very difficult uh, in areas that are all different. Yeah, like yeah. we have, like I, I hate, like we have a couple little communities that have uh, little lakes, and if there's no comparables, uh, because you have a lakefront and everything is not on lake, putting value and how much more a view is is hard to do. It's kind of like sometimes you got to test the market and see. Yep. Yeah. So in a community, if you're on the lake. There could be a 10, 20% difference in the exact same home on the lake versus two blocks away from the lake. So it's it's tough to evaluate these factors, but you have to do it. Um, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up that section. I want to talk about how to use these as a marketing tool. Okay, how to get more business. A couple of different coaches. We're in the Tom Ferry coaching, but they've come up with an idea of the CMA a day concept, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And the CMA a day concept is that you go to your database and you just do one or two CMAs a day and just give them to people unsolicited, or you call them and say, hey, I'm doing this for my clients. Would you like one? Okay, either way, either let them know it's coming or just do it unsolicited. And it does a couple different things. First of all, it puts you front of mind. And we know that, guys, we can do these pretty quickly. And if we're doing them for this purpose, we don't have to get into all the analysis necessarily. It's more of a teaser. So someone you know that has been in their home seven years, you might just say, hey, Tony, I was thinking about you. I know you've been in your home for a while. Market has gone crazy. I put together this CMA for you. Take a look. Let me know what you think. I thought you might like it. I'm not asking you to sell your home. I'm not asking you for business. I'm just giving you something of value. Tony may read it and go, wow, this is nice, but I'm not going anywhere for at least the next 10 years. No problem. He's now top of mind. I'm now front of mind with him and, the and watch the referrals start to pour in, guys. And if you do have someone who was thinking about selling, maybe Tony was thinking about downsizing. This might be just what he needed to get him talking to his family about, hey, maybe it's time. Have, have you heard about the CMA a day thing, Tony? Oh, definitely. And definitely with the way uh, values of houses are going, this is someone's investment. It's kind of like giving someone, you know, you get your your, your savings account, you get your, your uh, retirement plans every month, you know, you get statements to see where you're at. So why wouldn't, you know, this is a way to keep in touch with people a couple of times and once a year. Uh, your database or or if you're farming an area, you can do that too. And one other thing I'll add is when you're you're farming an area, your job is to know every single house in that's in that area, not just by picture. So I know it's hard when the houses were selling in a day, but in a more normal market, I tell agents, if you want to be an expert in a certain area, you've got to go to every house that comes on the market. So something for you to do every day. A new listing comes on. So make it a preview, call the agent, be nice, say, hey, I'm previewing the house. I'm not, I, I have, may, might have potential buyers. I just want to see the house just so they know that's just you, not buyers in there so that the sellers could be prepared. They don't have to, you know, hire cleaners and you go say, I'm, I'm, whenever's convenient for them. And then also, one, I'll just add, if you ever want to go for expired listings someday when the, the houses start expiring, you have to go in these houses. When you call, 
on expired listings and there's 20 other agents calling on these expired listings and you're the only one that actually has been physically inside their house during their listing period will put you ahead of so far ahead of all those other people so if you're going to farm an area look for expires look for for sale by owners you got to go to these houses i love that tip tony imagine how differently that call goes when i call you up and say this is Mike Ferrante with Century 21. I noticed your listing expired. I can't believe that house didn't sell with that gorgeous 3,000 square foot deck and the view of the trees and the pond. Wow. If I were to sell your house, I would really focus on marketing that. When can I come over and talk to you about that? That's a pretty powerful conversation instead of, hey, I'm just uh, the 20th agent to call you today. I heard your house expired. You know, I'd like to list it. Very different. I love it, Tony. Good stuff as always. Save your voice. You sound, uh, I'm sure you sound worse than you feel, but that was awesome today. Guys, if you want to see my other video, it's how to run comps for a CMA. It's on YouTube. Go ahead and while you're at it, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss these. Join us every week. Tony and I will be back next week with some more content for you. And guys, try the CMA a day thing. I'm going to challenge you to, to, to just do it. Even if you start with one a week, just, just do one a week, ramp up to one a day give them to people and just watch your phone light up. So I hope that helps you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.